Hi, it's Raiden G with Holistic Health Hotline. Today is Spiritual Day. We're going to talk a little bit spiritually after I get done with business. Um, three emails asking me why anyone should buy my book when they can listen to all my podcasts and the book costs so much. The book is 1995 soft cover, 2495 hardcover, nice looking hardcover book by the way. And uh, at first I was going to ignore the emails as, you know, just foolishness. And then I decided to write them back and I found myself writing very profoundly about the acts of love and giving that we take for granted um, or abuse. And and thought about the fact that over the last two years and more, many of us who do podcasting have given away our time, our voices, our thoughts, our memories, our intuitions, our experience, our education on the podcast network and asked for nothing back. Every time you click on my podcast, I don't make money. I don't get a, a profound ego rush. Um, actually, the only thing I truly get is the satisfaction that somewhere, somewhere along the line, some country at some time, today or yesterday or last week, someone listened to something that I said and got something from it. Hopefully, it was a good thing they got from it. Maybe it was good advice. Maybe it was a feeling. Maybe it was just knowing that someone else felt the same way or that there were other people who existed who had the same feelings, whatever. But they got something from that podcast. Then I also write books. I work on clients all day long, and I teach classes, and Lori and I teach classes together. We're going up to North Georgia in a couple of weeks to teach one up there. But but we work on clients, and then um, and then I write books. And those books don't take 10 years to write, okay? They probably do. They've probably taken over 50 years to write, but I ask for help from someplace higher, and I usually get the help, and the books come quite quickly. But it's still a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of information based on a lot of experience, a lot of education, a lot of mistakes, and a very long journey. So 1995, $20. Bucks. I think people can afford to pay 20 bucks, even if they look at it as a donation to a podcast that has been there for them for more than two years. 20 bucks for more than 150 15 to 25 minute podcasts that maybe helped you or a member of your family or a friend of yours. I don't think that's too much to ask. So get on Amazon.com. Barnes & Noble's not going to help you right now. They're, they're uh, actually merging with Ingram, who is a distributor, and they are reportedly deciding which books will be allowed to be read and which ones will not be allowed to be read. So, so far, Amazon is staying out of the banned book business, but um, you can get it at Amazon.com or your local bookstore. You can tell your bookstore you want to order it. And they should be getting it on the shelves if they don't have it already. It's just that Ingram is a distributor, and that could take forever, especially if your book is controversial. And controversial means goes against somebody's um, uh, doctrine or tenet of what they believe is is right versus wrong instead of letting people make up their own minds and taking charge of their own lives. So get the book, forget the cares, find the cause. Book two, if you haven't read book one yet, you should get them together. Amazon's actually offering a deal where if you buy both books together, you save six or seven dollars. I don't remember how much. 
Um, so that's a pretty good deal. So then if you had to pay shipping because you haven't bought a lot, then that takes care of that and you get both books. Um, get out there and get them, will you please? This is what changes America. This is what changes the healthcare system. This is what helps to change the things that we're trying to fight and trying to deal with to make you and your family healthier. Okay, on just to a little bit of spirituality. Um, a very, very close person was crying today and said to me, how do you talk to God? And she realizes that there are people around her who seem to have these conversations with God somehow and that God provides these things for them or paths for them or the energy or whatever so that these wonderful things happen in their lives. And I, and I said, you know, and she was talking about faith and I said, the fact that somebody would ask how you talk to God tells me that the faith isn't there. I never ask how to talk to God. I don't... Um, practice religious faith. I don't go to churches. I I, uh, I spend my days within nature, around people, um, dealing with all of the energies that life has to offer, and I don't therefore talk to God, but God talks to me. I can do podcasts without any kind of notes. I write books without notes. I take care of clients without notes. I never use a note because I have absolute faith that whatever I'm supposed to say or do will be given to me because I'm doing the work that I'm supposed to do. And how do you get to that place? I remember that website that got sent around um, oh, some time ago. It was an uh, interview with God, I think it's called. Uh, it's profound messages on there with beautiful scenery and nice music, etc. That it, 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 it says, you know, I'm having this interview with God, and, and what does God really want people to do or feel or whatever it says and and I was thinking about when I first saw that website and said how simple it is that God isn't just telling us to love everybody <clears throat> he's also saying accept being loved and that's a tough one if you think about what it takes to accept being loved that's, it's really harder than you think because you not only have to accept God's love, you have to accept that other people do love you, and then you have to accept that you love you. Those are tough, very tough for a lot of people. Um, looking in the mirror and saying, I love that person, and then looking at all the people around you, knowing that they are a part of you. How do you love all those wrongdoers, all those evil people, all those terribly bad people? How do you love them? How do you look at God and say, God loves them all, but I can't do that because they're mean, they're evil, they're awful, they're destructive, they do all these terrible things? Well, it's a, it's a question, first of all, of um, perspective and dimension. When we say we can't love this, but we do love that, we're back on that two-dimensional plane of, of how we see life. And God is multidimensional. God knows that you're perfect, wonderful, loving heart has the ability, the kinetic energy, to also be the awful, malicious, terrible, hurting heart. But, 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 it's your loving energy that keeps you from crossing that line. And so, what we have to see in people around us, in whether they're bosses or spouses or kids or whatever, we have to know that somewhere inside there is that loving heart energy. And our job as human beings is to find that. 
I used to have a friend, her name was Lilavati. She married David. And uh, David and I, before Lilavati married him, <coughs> would sometimes go three of us together. David and I had a little bit of a tension between us. And finally, one day, he called me on it. And he said, why are you always judging me or looking at me with judgment? And I said, oh, no, I'm not. I said, what I'm looking for is the divinity in you. I'm looking for the divine part of you so that I can accept who you are, accept your love, accept your love for my friend, and be able to not worry about it anymore, not think about it, not um, feel any kind of negative energy from it. And it was hard for him to understand what I was saying. Was that, does that mean I was looking for only the good things and not the bad? Was I judging him? Was I sitting in judgment and trying to find a way to obscure or get rid of the judgment I had? It's actually none of those things. I was only looking for the divine. I was looking for the part of him that is connected to God, as we all are, that also therefore connects to me and my heart, as long as my heart is in a loving place. And and that's hard for people to see. And I don't know how to teach people to talk to God. Because I guess <clears throat> our egos are so strong that that's the way people ask. How do I talk to God? Well, basically you don't. God talks to you. And as long as you have ego in the way, you'll think that you're doing the talking. When in fact, you should be doing the asking only. And not asking for things, just saying, you know, to God, like you would your parent or like your child would say to you, if you're a parent, what do you want me to do next? What do you have in store for me today? What do you want me to be? Is there anything special I can do for you? The same things. That, that our children ask us or we should ask our parents or whatever because we're coming from a loving place. That's what we say to God. And then God does the talking. We don't do the talking. And do we hear him? Um, my friend goes into tears when she thinks how she can't hear God. And, and what she doesn't realize is that she does such wonderfully loving work with so many people and has this um, infectious laugh and personality that brings joy into people's hearts that she is often missed when there are small groups of people around because that infectious laugh, that way she looks at life, the way that she can bring people together in laughter and joy is missed when she's not around. And that means that she does hear God. She just doesn't know it. And when she is at her most joyous is when God is talking to her the most. We each have a job here. And some jobs seem to us to be more important. None of them are. Some jobs seem to make it, make it, uh, it looks like some people are closer to God than others. Nobody is. God would be the first one to tell you if you could hear him, and you would if, you, if you'd listen, that he doesn't love anybody more than anyone else. He might love them differently. Just like if you have ten children, you can't love them all exactly the same because they're all different. But you love them as much each one as much as the other. So he, he doesn't love anybody more or less, he just loves them differently and he knows that each one has a job. Now sometimes during your lifetime those jobs will change 20 or 30 times. Not your paid work, not the stuff that you're destroying your health with so that you can therefore use the money that you made from destroying your health to then pay for your health care. Not that kind of work, but the work that your soul was put here to do. Most of us get so caught up in our jobs, in our paid work, in our careers, in our quest for money and power that we forget why why we were put here in the first place. Um, 
And that's where the frustration comes from. That's when you believe that God's not talking to you or you don't know how to talk to God or you're not close enough or you're being abused or neglected um, by the one parent you should know. Now, for those of you who are not Christian, listening to this doesn't matter that you're not Christian. You believe in God. Those of you who don't call God God don't need to listen. Okay? Um, we are in a world that believes in God. We're in a country that was founded under God. There is this higher part of us, this higher force, whatever it is, or whoever you believe it is, that guides us, that gives us the beauty around us. If you don't believe in God, go walk outside. If you don't believe in God, look at a baby's face. Watch the birth of a child. See the birth of a cow. I don't care. Watch weeds come up through the grass. Watch the leaves change in the north right now. Feel the wind against your face. Listen to a wave crashing against the shore. Watch the stars come out. See the sun. Watch how the earth moves. Feel the vibration of the earth. Listen to a dog bark. Do any of the things that you need to do to know that there's more to this earth than the checkbook and the job and dinner on the table or a drink afterwards. Um, a whole lot of stuff out there. And that's how you know that God is here. Uh, and that you're talking to him or listening to him. I don't talk to God. I listen to God. It's, there's a big difference. <laughs> I don't sit around telling God what I need, what I want, um, praying that he finally gives it to me, hoping beyond hope that this will change or that will change. I don't pray to win the lottery. Even if I do gamble, I don't even sit there and talk to God because God will talk to me when it's time for me to win. And uh, and that happens. And, <laughs> you know, if I'm writing a book, I don't sit and pray about it for 20 days or 20 years beforehand and then continuously pray every day. If I did, the books would never get written. So I just allow myself to be loved. And when I allow myself to be loved, the words come, the, the written words, the spoken words, the ideas, the the uh, the path I'm supposed to be on, the changes in direction, you know, the winds of change that blow through through my hair while I'm thinking or, or just not thinking. All those things come because I allow myself to be loved. <sighs> Tough one. People just don't know. And I and I don't know how to teach it. All I can do is, is talk about it, hope that you get something from it and um and hope that maybe, you know, that you help somebody else get something from it. So we quit trying so hard. Again, become the two-year-olds that you long to be again. You know, we, we push our childhood out of the way as fast as we can so we can vote and drive and go get away from home and do all these things. And then once you hit a certain age, all you wish you were was two, three, four, or ten years old again. You want your youth back. You want your childhood back. But go back and be that kid. You've got your inner child, and the inner child is the one that's making you question and making you hurt and making you say, I wish I had this, and making you know that there's something missing. It's the inner child that says, wait a minute, come back to me. Even God says, come to me as little children. When you come to life with that inner child, very aware of what's going on, wonderful things happen. You don't have to wish that a butterfly is going to jump out or that a bird is going to, to sing in the morning. You just know it because kids know it. They know those things are going to happen. They don't think about it. Little kids know that a dog is going to smile at them. They know when a parent is angry. They know when it's morning. They know when it's time to eat. They know, you know, when um, something is beautiful because you'll see it reflect in rainbows. 
through their eyes and across their faces. They don't think about it. They just know it. And we need to go back and find that in ourselves and the people around us. Find the little child and the person you love the most. Caress that inner child. Comfort that inner child. Ask that little child to come out and play once in a while. And maybe, just maybe, if all the kids come back out to play and they're not afraid of anything anymore, we won't have any wars. We won't have any any sickness. We won't have any death anymore because we'll be too busy playing. We won't have to worry about anything anymore. So that's how you talk to God. You don't. You listen. You listen to God. God doesn't have an ego, but God's got a big voice. And um, God will tell you exactly what you need to do. For the um, Freddie, Freddie, who called me the other day about his friend with cancer, asked me very specifically, because he heard me on the radio, about a friend who had cancer, and um, the doctors opened him up and said, we can't help you anymore. Uh, Freddie, first of all, you took the first step, and that was wonderful. You need to take the second step. You need to tell your friend that it's not up to you to help him. It's up to him to help him. And uh, he needs to call or get on the email or do something so that he's got a fighting chance. He, he, You were put in his life for a reason. You understand how important that reason is. He didn't know that beforehand, that you were put there to help him step over that line of ego and trust and faith and, and take the extra steps so that he can live a better life. Let him live. Push him. If you got to push him, push him over the line and, and get him to do the things he needs to do. You did the right thing. I'm proud of you. I hope you stay a fan um, and that you help more people just by understanding and knowing where we're coming from here. Everybody else, thank you so much for listening. This is Renee G. with the Holistic Health Hotline. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. Um, enjoy the podcast. Don't worry about the 20 bucks. Get the books. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Help somebody. Help somebody get better by listening, by passing on the information, by buying the books, by reading them, by passing on the books, giving them away, doing whatever you need to do to get people interested enough to take charge of their health and get better. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.